Hello, welcome everyone to another episode of Full Kit Banter. Before we start the episode, just a reminder to follow all socials and of course share us and our memes with all your friends and family. Um, we have a special guest today actually, um, and this has something to do with yesterday's big game being Liverpool-Manchester City. Um, he is actually a family friend of the podcast. He is uh, the brother of our dear old Sash uh, from the blue half of Manchester. We want to welcome Lionel to the podcast. Woo! Hey, what's up guys? Thanks for having me, man. Hey, good to have you on the show. He's been an integral part of our meme catalogue, uh, always very helpful in sending us uh, funny stuff on Instagram. But um, just wanted to get your thoughts on like, what kind of motivated you to support Manchester City and what are some of your favourite players from the club's history and like favourite moments? Yeah, so uh, just... Just a little bit about me la. So I I feel that you know, Man City fans in Singapore. I think I think the the stigma is that yeah. oh wow gl- gl- glory hunters. Yeah. But 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 to me right like I started supporting them in like two zero zero nine. So that was like more than a decade ago. Mm. Yeah, I su- I supported them when you know they had Robinho coming in. We had like Benjani, they had Joe Santa Cruz. They were I think City were like a mid table club. Not very established. Not many play. Not many like well well known players will want to come into the club because you know they would rather go to the other half of Manchester. La. So I think that that was the reason why I supported them because I felt that you know why why go with the mainstream? Go 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 another direction, man. Like go and, but, and you hate and you hate yeah, United, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And 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 <laughs> to be honest, I think you can ask my bro. Uh, I really hate Manchester United. Sorry, man. I think I I I I I know we have another Manchester United correspondence here, right? No, I think he left. Yeah, we have one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just quit Discord. Yeah, yeah, but I think, I think the reason why uh there was this so much hatred is because you know United were just spoiling the league for all of us. Uh. Yeah, they were just. That, that's yeah, true. That's yeah. true. They they did ruin my childhood like a few times. Uh. Yeah, man. They ruined they ruined all our childhoods, man. Like, except Nathan's. Uh. Yeah, man. Like, and, uh, they're ruining uh, Nathan's adulthood. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh yeah, it's true. <laughs> things things come full circle, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, across the years. There were like so many great players for Man mm. City, uh. but to me, the one that really stood out wasn't Aguero, but so it was Vincent Company. It was oh, Vincent Company. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he he was the first player whose jersey I I went straight to the store and I was like, this is this is the jersey that I want. I wanted a two zero one one champions jersey with Vincent Company at the right, back because right. to me, I felt that he was such an integral part of uh, Manchester City. He he was there. He was a very vocal leader. He was commanding. He was leading. He was motivating, and I think that that that's a quality in a player that you know you it's don't very really hard to come by come yeah. very often. Yeah, it's it's very rare, la. And and he's a, he's a really he's really a genius, la. <laughs> Yeah. On that note, right? Do you think City have kind of been able to fill that void? You know, with with Ruben Diaz coming in. What are your thoughts on him? Ruben, wow. Because initially the 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 transfer rumor was towards I think Koulibaly. Mm. Yeah. So. So when I was like, oh, I'm not very sure who Koulibaly is, did some research and I was like, okay, pretty decent. And then, boom, the next day I, I read the news that Ruben Diaz, 23 years old from uh, Portugal. Now I was like, hmm, I don't really know who, who this guy is. <laughs> but but I, I hope he's going he's gonna, to, you know, hopefully help to set up our, our, our defense, make it like a, a fortress. And true enough, he did. And yep. he got player of the year. I was yep, like, yep. wow. And now, uh, if you notice, he's wearing the captain's armband. So yeah. Very, very good player. I, I really, really love that transfer. Well, hopefully he can kind of be on the same level as company by the time he's retired for you. Um, so awesome, yeah. Um, favorite memory, of course. Um, I'm assuming there's only one that can really be your favorite memory in a Manchester City jersey. That's right. It's yeah. the nine-three-two moment, man. Yep. That that <laughs> that is a legendary moment. Just just let me share share a little bit more. Please. So what hap- what happened was. It's very odd because we, me and my bro, we were still subscribed to Mio TV la. So they were the, the main channel in Singapore, right? That you know does the broadcasting rights for football. So at that very moment when Balotelli slipped and he made that pass, blacked out. Uh, yeah, it just the screen <laughs> just froze. The screen yes. just froze and the audio just went on. Yep. And then suddenly, everyone was just shouting Aguero. And then I was like just on the edge of my seat, just screaming. But I was screaming at the blank screen. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was I was like wow. I was just like I felt that wow. What what a moment, man. 
what a moment to win it in such a dramatic fashion. Uh. I was, it was unbelievable, man. Nothing, nothing will ever top that, I feel like. Nothing, at least for the next century. But yeah, I mean, could have been another moment. And I'm trying to stir the pot here. But my man, Sash, you know, had to do you guys dirty in the UCL final. I'm just trying to stir some shit here. But uh, maybe, maybe soon, <laughs> man. Maybe soon. You guys are looking... I mean, apart from the loss to PSG, you guys look very good. Um, so maybe this is the year, yeah? Yeah, I'm just going to add in this little bit here. Like, yeah, you can say that, you know, Chelsea and City are oil clubs and, you know, we have no history, air quotes. But honestly, as an honest Singaporean fan, right? Like, I, okay, I I'm, I'm the most honest... Thing. No, wait, wait. <laughs> I'm the most honest Singaporean fan, right? And I would rather watch my club create history rather than read, read about it on Google or Wikipedia. That's some hard-hitting home truth. Mm. Wow. That is Shots fired. Shots fired. <laughs> Sorry all the Nottingham Forest fans out there, but your club ain't shit anymore. <laughs> um, oh, that's that's his words, not mine. Yeah, th- those are my words, and it's it's facts. Are there any Nottingham Forest fans in Singapore? Probably like a <laughs> couple older <laughs> ones. <laughs> but um, yeah, great great to have you on the pod, Lionel. Um, and we're going to get right into the game because I think it's fair to say that second half, not even like, even the first half, if you want to look at the game as a whole, it was probably the best game of the season so far. And I wanted to actually get the ball rolling, pun intended, by talking about that first half. What kind of emotions were you having going into the halftime break? Because I can imagine there must have been a lot of frustration. But at the same time, surely there must have been a lot of pride as well as the fact that you guys completely took Liverpool to like the cleaners in the first half um, on our own home ground on top of that. So I just wanted to get a bit of your thoughts on what you were feeling heading into halftime. Yeah, so, you know... When when I saw the lineup, we and and uh, we were playing with uh, Grealish at the front. I was like, no, no, it doesn't make sense. So I was like, okay, maybe maybe Pep has has some sort of a he has a he has a plan. Uh, he has a master plan. And true enough, it worked out in the first half. I think City City really dominated the possession, and he did, they destroyed in midfield. Uh. So when, so when when we mm. approached halftime, I felt like, hey man, honestly, right, it was such a waste. Uh. we should have we should have gotten at least a go up and then we could have set the rhythm of the game in the second half. But, you know, everyone's going to be like, oh, you know why? Because naturally, they will start to blame, oh, because we don't have the number nine. And we will, maybe we'll get to that later. But I will say that, you know, it's quite frustrating because I felt that, you know, Liverpool were not looking their best in the first half and we should have taken advantage and capitalised over that. What kind of were the things that, that you were... I guess most pleased about in that that overall performance. You guys did drop off in the second half, but I think that also has a lot to do with Liverpool waking up and more of Klopp's tactics. Yeah, but and that uh, you, you guys you guys just uh, fill in the blanks. First. I'll just come in with a little bit of tactical wow. insight because I was stats guy. <laughs> yeah, was some fo- some football yeah, talk over dinner sure. I had with my bro just now. But yeah, I mean. I was fearing the worst. I'm, I'm talking from like a Liverpool perspective now. Um, the first 10 minutes, I thought we were great. But then, the, like, I saw how narrow City were playing. Um, usually, like, we see Cancelo and Walker bombing forward a lot. But they were a lot more, um, I guess, conservative yesterday. And I don't mean conservative in, in a negative way. I mean like they were more respectful. But yeah, Liverpool's midfield was non-existent. Which then led to our front three being non-existent. I don't think we had a single... That's why I was texting Sash um, at the halftime whistle saying I know how he felt now because it was very much reminiscent of what City did to Chelsea just a week ago. Um, but yeah, I, I, I 100% agree. City should have been... I think you're being a bit generous by saying it was one goal. I think you guys could have been 2 or 3-0 up. Um, and of course, uh, I guess let's talk a bit about the penalty decision. I don't think it was a penalty. Definitely a yellow. Perhaps a red for me right there. Um, what are your what what are your thoughts on that? I know. I okay. I think, I I personally feel that that should have been a foul. Okay, mm. whether 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 or not it was a penalty, whether it was in the box or maybe slightly outside at the at the line. Okay, I'm not sure about that, but definitely the ref should have taken a second look. I mean, with VAR now, that's yeah. the whole point. You know, you know of of reanalyzing. You know wh- whether it should be gone to another direction, but you know, the ref just felt that nope, play on, and I think. That that really, that really you know, was quite frustrating because I honestly felt that you know at least take a second look. 
if you if you want to call it out after that, okay, that that's fine by me because ultimately you are gonna run, you're gonna ref the game. But you know, I felt you know it was quite robbed lah. It was quite robbed from Foden, and and the man was having an exceptional game. Muner was was I mean he was doing he was doing his best, but you know he was having trouble to really keep up with Phil Foden. Man. What, I'm, what, I'm, I'm, what I'm actually amazed he didn't get subbed off at halftime. I thought for sure Klopp was gonna make like a double change because I thought Jones was ineffective. Um, I thought Milner was like you said trying his best, but just wasn't at the races. Um, but let, let's bring in um, some of the other guys on this. I wanted to get like Sash. You said you wanted to talk about um, some football based like like stats or, or tactics yeah, of the game, right? Because I'm so clearly the Gareth Southgate of Singapore, right? I don't so know if that's a good or a bad thing. Uh, <laughs> we just leave it up to, to to you guys to make, you know, form your own opinions of it. But, okay, the reason why you guys played so badly in the first half, right, was, yeah, kudos to Pep. He he got his tactics spot on in the first half. But another reason was, I felt that you, you guys, your midfield was a little bit too high up, which then in turn created a lot of space in the half spaces between yeah. the your yeah, defensive yeah, yeah. four. And Fer Fabino, like Fabino was playing exceptionally, like sorry, uncharacteristically high, and with the way City played, right, uh, basically the forward line, they they kept interchanging with one another, and they attacked the half spaces. So what what that entailed was, and I think you guys, you guys really miss uh Giorgio Wijnaldum, because if if you do remember, because Klopp likes to employ this high pressing, what they call heavy metal football, uh type of uh tactics. And what Wijnaldum provided you guys, right, was that pressing from the front. Because how pressing works, right, is one guy will always lead the press. Like for Chelsea, it's Mason Mount. For you guys, it's Giorgio Wijnaldum and Roberto Firmino. And both of them were not on the pitch. And what I've noticed is Curtis Jones and Jordan Henderson, right, they were pressing too horizontally. And without that pressing from the front, right, you're leaving City's most dangerous player, their quarterback, Kevin De Bruyne, all the space in the world to ping the passes and you know with Roger as well Roger has an exceptionally good passing range which is why the ball kept fu- the ball kept bypassing your midfield into Foden Grealish and who was playing right wing? Gabriel uh, Gabriel yeah so and they were ex- and they were exploiting you know the left hand side which is your right hand side you know boring old James Milner side and he kept getting he got took to the cleaners by Foden man oh yeah it, and was, if, it was hard to watch if it wasn't for some like yeah it wasn't for you know a few last ditch saves and challenges by Allison. I think you guys could have gone into the break like one mm. or two nil down so what Klopp did at halftime right was that okay you guys the midfield were playing you guys are playing too far forward so you guys have to drop deep and this limits the space in half in this limits the space for where all the front three of Man City will operate and which is why, but but Pep being Pep, right, he kept wanting to exploit your right-hand side, which was where Foden and Cancelo likes to operate, which is why when they created an overload in the second half and the ball was turned over to Liverpool's side, Salah had a lot of space to exploit. And it was no coincidence that both goals were considered in City's left-hand side. Yeah, because Klopp was, Klopp's a genius, basically. I'm not going to talk crap about him. He saw that, he made the changes, and it worked. Yeah, so credit to Klopp, man, for changing the game, but it was pretty unfortunate that you guys didn't make it out of the Anfield with all three points. I felt that that Salah goal itself, and we're going to talk about him soon, it deserved all three points, man. Yeah, so... Football is really a fair game, game, but I I think Mm -hmm. in the balance of the whole 90 minutes, uh, I think City not getting a point would have been incredibly harsh. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, we'll get into the second half a bit more uh, after this, but yeah, yeah, it's just a thoroughly entertaining game of football. But uh, BK and Nate, did you all catch the game last night? Nah, only via like yeah, only I mean, via Telegram. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. feeling vibes. But in terms of like the result, I'm sure like after I mean we'll get into United later, but I'm sure like Nate would have been hoping for a a point right out from from both teams. So as to not have one of them pull away. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh said that in the last part. I mean, anything to slow down any of the, the other top uh title contenders is is good news for United. Not that I'm very confident now that we're in the race at all, but um a draw is, is very favorable. And I feel like uh I did catch the highlights and I think I mean it was a tale of two halves. Either team if they had pushed a little harder in either half 
would have probably uh, been able to tip the balance, mm-hmm. right? So City in the first half and Liverpool, definitely the momentum was with them. But I think you have to give a little bit of credit to that City uh, equaliser at the end. I think that was a well, uh, well, uh, kind of a good move from the team. And I think can't put it past them. They, they actually look quite uh, organised and they managed to play even when uh, the momentum... And in these kind of games, momentum is really what could shift the balance. So I think credit to them that they didn't drop their heads, but they still kept pushing. And I think that's kind of uh, really going to show this, the steel and character that they have. And yeah, I think it was overall a, a good uh, match overall. I mean, for neutrals, it must have been exciting. So I think, yeah, it, from a United point of view, it's a good two points drop from both sides. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah just to come in, yeah, just to come in quick, like the two particular phases of play that, you know, didn't really amount to anything but they really should have was when, you know, Bernardo Silva just dribbled past oh, he sent Van Dijk everyone to Shadow, a la Messi. Shadow Realm, right? Yeah, dude, like, like, like when there were three Liverpool players yeah. crowding him and I thought, oh yeah, he's gonna get dispossessed but he just, he beat everyone. He sat Van Dyke down and he played an absolute pitch of a pass to Foden who, you know, I would have bet the house due to Alisson's brilliant Alisson. score. And, mm-hmm. and the other one was um, if you remember Alisson actually had a goal kick and he flew straight all the way yeah. to Foden it was like a true pass that was like I was mad. getting like, was like a, how the hell yeah, did he yeah. pass he, Alisson was super <laughs> but um, there was one little error which we'll talk about um, actually right mm-hmm. now like let's just dive into the second half um, yeah. I'll get the ball rolling but I thought Liverpool like fair enough you know much of it was down to um, tactics you know I thought Pep got, got his tactics spot on the first half but I also felt like Liverpool were playing with a lot of trepidation. I felt like yeah, normally I Liverpool, agree. when they play at home against one of their bigger rivals, we, we step on the gas from minute one. You know, whether that's the yeah, right it's thing because to of do or not, I don't know. Sometimes it bites us in the ass, but yesterday, I, I didn't yeah. see much of that. Yeah, I do agree. Yeah, I didn't see much of that. Yeah, I do agree. It was be- yeah, it's because of how you guys set up in the first half. I mean, feel being too high. Which is it was kind of like a domino effect. Like, okay, I think the mentality of the players, the Liverpool players, will be, okay, if we push too far forward, they might counter us in like from the mm. midfield. Which was the reason why you guys, I felt that you guys are a little bit too shackled, and it's a little bit because of that mentality. And when Klopp made the changes in the second half, you could feel that they had a little bit more freedom to attack because they knew that whatever, however Klopp set them out to be in the second half, it will work, and it clearly did because you guys soaked up the pressure and hit them on the break which yeah which was so pretty you guys really needed that you guys really needed to drop the midfield back because City you know like you said they were playing very narrowly and it was to exploit whatever space there was in between the midfield and the defence and once that particular area was addressed you guys in the second half had the you were were like an invigorated side you guys yeah you guys got the fans back on our side as well because Mm -hmm. Anfield was like a a library at one point man it was just all city mm-hmm. just the away section making noise and like you said the domino effect of when you play poorly naturally it affects your emotional state so the fear just kept building you could tell by like 40 minutes everyone in that Liverpool team wanted halftime and fortunately mm-hmm. Klopp managed to make the right changes um, and I think scoring the first goal was so important Like I like to talk a bit about I mean Salah's goal deserves all the plaudits in the world but I really liked that Mane opener because it was just from, I believe it was from Allison who started the move. Quick interplay, City were caught a bit cold and what a finish, you know. Mane has been getting a lot of stick from us this season for his finishing, but... From from you guys, not from me. Uh, <laughs> you guys know how much I love Mane. <laughs> sure, man. I love Mane too, but we got to call a spade a spade. <laughs> He's been off for a while, but yeah, that was, that was sharp. It's, that the moment Salah play. played the ball to him and he, he kind of um, beat Diaz to the ball, I, even despite him being poor this season in, t- in front of goal, I, I was already celebrating. I was just looking out for a potential offside flag because now I always have that thought in the back of my mind that something's going to get ruled out. But great goal, man. Um, and important one for his um, psyche as well because Salah's getting all the plaudits and we know Mane can get a bit... Um, I want to say jealous, you know, a bit, a bit felt, a bit left out. So that'll be a nice little boost. Yeah, it's an ego thing. Like footballers, they're all pretty egotistical. Mm-hmm. Mm, they, although they don't want to admit it, but 
They are la. I mean yeah <laughs> I would I would be too la, If I was playing In like the The most yeah. elite league In the world but yeah. uh, How about How about that Salah goal man Like come on It that, was out of nothing dude Shades of um, Yeah there are shades of 17, 18 yeah. Premier League Salah Like like Remember a few episodes ago We were talking about How How much more clinical How much more Fresh How much more determined He looks And yeah like That, that goal kind of Sums it up Perfectly like, Puskas How award, the hell man. do you score a goal from there man I have no idea <laughs> I, I don't know how Curtis Jones gets an assist for that But He'll take it Um, Yeah and, But I mean like I said The Salah goal was magnificent But Mane's was as well And I have to say I really liked Foden's goal I thought what Gabriel Jesus did on mm, the right mm-hmm. Not only to, to beat three players But then to pick Foden out And then the finish from Foden Is another like incredible goal I kind of wish like I was a neutral for that one match, but uh, it is what it is. And yeah, and then that KDB equalizer, right? <laughs> Just sucked the uh, life out yeah, of Yeah, it was a bit unfortunate, but I think um, based on the way KDB was playing, he deserved that. And sometimes you need yeah. a bit of luck, like it ricochet off Matip's like, like ass or something. I don't know. But I mean... Yeah. Anyway, yeah. anyway Lionel, do you want to talk about um, how you felt after that KDB goal and... Uh, you know, the, the scenes that transpired after that. Was it after? Oh, I thought it was before. It was after. Right. No, as in, um, what, what happened in real life? Oh, I see, I see, yeah. So, okay, to be <laughs> very honest, right, like, I felt that in the entire team, KDB stuck out like a sore thumb because, as in, not in a good way, he, he felt very rusty on the ball, off the ball, on his first touches. Everything looked very out of his element. Uh. But when, the moment I felt the moment that, that really changed the complexion of how KDB was, right, was when Grealish came off and Sterling came on. Then I felt that KDB suddenly, you know, was the KDB that we all knew, the, the guy who can ping in passes that were, wow, like magnificent. Like, okay, to be very honest, I think it's very Ozil-like passes. Like, you know, very high IQ, visionary, that kind of pass. And from that moment on, I think when he got the goal, I think it was it was so important because you know it, it definitely served as a confidence booster. Not just that, but it also increased the morale for for our entire team to just continue pushing. Swung and, the momentum. You know, yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah, and and and, and City had had the last ditch effort with I think it fell to uh, I, I'm, Sterling, I think Jesus or Sterling. Yeah, and uh, you know yeah. it was blocked off. But I mean, these are the kind of things that you know really affects your psyche and gets gets the entire thing into back into the groove. Yeah. So like my bro said, you know, in real life. So, so just a little bit more context. I, I have a, a Liverpool fan that stays opposite my block <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the condo. So the, the first time when the city equalised, right, I shouted. I was like, Goal And then I think he, somehow he was quite pissed off. <laughs> and, then, and then when, when Salah scored, wow, I mean, heads off to that. I mean, when, when, when he scored that goal, I was both like, you know, disappointed, but I was like, Astound, like what a goal! Yeah. I mean, to 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 score a goal in that fashion against City defenders like Ruben Diaz and and Laporte and Cancelo yeah. and Bernardo hounding you. I mean, o- only a man like Salah you have can to hold your hands up. That, yeah, you that, just have to hold yeah, your hands up. O- only only a man like like Salah can make it look that easier. Yeah, but anyway, I digress. So what happened was when Salah scored, he shouted back, and then I was like, oh hell no, man! <laughs> you know, bragging rights time. And then when when KDB whipped in that 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 deflected shot. I was like, wow. I was like hysterical. I was shouting in the middle of the night. I, I bet people started to call police. I don't know about that. Glad that no one showed up at my door. But yeah, I mean, to, to just sum it up, it was a roller coaster of emotions, man. I mean, what an... That, that's what, football. Yeah, what, what an entertaining game. I think even for the neutrals, like, wow. Like, from the start to finish, it was just both sides trying their best. And I think, to get away with a point, I feel that Okay, do I do I feel that we should have gotten three points, maybe at the start? But at the end, I think um, I'll I'll take it because after all, it's at Anfield uh. Anfield is a place that you know most players wouldn't want to go there and play because of the crowd, of the atmosphere and the pressure uh, basically. Yeah, and I mean, like you said, yeah, I I completely agree. You know, I think both teams, when you look at the balance of play, points probably fair, and I can only imagine what that neighbor would have done if Fabinho scored. Uh, I'm kind of glad Fabinho didn't because he might have, you know, uh, had a cardiac arrest or something. But yeah, Rodri, man, I don't know how he pulled that off. Can someone explain to me how he blocked that off the line? 
what what a block man you know you know honestly when I saw Edison Spirit and then you went to the feet of Fabinho I was like oh my god L- look at that space yeah. and then all of a sudden I just see Roji just, just just sliding in and then blocking it I was like wow that 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 sums it up man I mean ju- just a little bit more about how I felt because if you would have asked me three seasons ago you know we had Fernandinho we have Fernandinho currently we had Yaya Torre I mean that that man that man was like a machine he was a machine in the midfield and then when he left we had Fernandinho a different kind of player but still a box-to-box midfielder and when Rodri came in, I felt that, you know, there were certain periods of time that, you know, I was quite doubtful of whether Rodri, you know, Rodri was the man who was going to take over Fernandinho when he pos- could possibly leave this season. And then, I mean, that just sums it up. I mean, it's not just that moment, but Rodri in general, you know, against PSG, against uh, Chelsea, he, he's, he's really controlling the midfield and taking it as his own, like, with so much confidence. And that is the kind of midfielder that I want to see be the successor of Fernandinho. Mm. I, that's actually a great yeah, so point. One last, one, one, yeah, one more, uh, uh, one more uh, uh, comment on that. I actually yeah. thought the reason why Liverpool played so high was because of Rodri. Because Chelsea sat off him and Rodri was just pinging passes left and right. So I think Rodri actually had more of a, a factor in, in what happened in that first half than we would like to think. But yeah, Sash, go ahead. Yeah, like one more point. Um, Milner should have been sent off. Hey. Like, I don't know how... I don't know how he escaped that Bernardo challenge without a second year. Because it's Liverpool. Come dude. on, man, dude. Yeah, dude. Dude, you, you've been saying how you guys have not been getting decisions your way via VAR, but this is like absolute fraudulence, man. It was kind of hilarious. Technically, VAR never pep. came into play, so we're still not getting calls from VAR. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Milner could oh, have dude, gotten you like did, you four You didn't get cards. a call, yeah. Yeah, and Pep was hysterical mm, at the sidelines. so. I mean, like it's, it's hilarious. Going absolute yeah. ape. Yeah. Hey man, it is oh, what yeah, it is. I mean, uh, that's all I can say. <laughs> I'm gonna just avoid this because it's not my hill to die on. I don't make the rules. <laughs> Alright, I think that's. Yeah, man. Yeah, I think you can slowly shift the crosshairs to, you know, the, the other uh, side of Manchester. <laughs> the the <laughs> ma- the other did, Manchester did, versus Merseyside derby. Did, you guys mm-hmm. hearing it? Nathan, do you hear it? Is that a Ole out chant? What, are you chanting, mate? We gotta, we gotta, we gotta talk about that starting We gotta talk about that United ah. starting lineup, mate. What, 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 what was the thought process behind that? I mean, you're not Ole lah, but overconfidence, like, in, your, man. in your best opinion, what do you think was the thought process yeah. behind that? I think it is. I think it's a bit of overconfidence. I think um, Ole's. It, it can't be confidence in his in his first eleven, but it's it's. The, I think he looked at Everton and he's like, okay, no Calvert Lewin, no Richarlison. I think they're not gonna be that bad of a, a goal threat. I'm gonna give uh some of my my players a rest. Um, I wasn't expecting him to rest like all three: Ronaldo, Pogba, and Bruno. And um, yet he didn't give Van Beek a chance. No, Van I mean, toast. are we surprised? <laughs> Dude, dude, he's gone, Let's just uh, stop <laughs> acting like we're surprised by this time. I mean, <laughs> uh, it's so sad. Even after what happened um, at the Villarreal match, where I mean, the y'all saw it. Thing. The gun spitting. He was like, at this point, all the rumors are out that I think Van Vanderbeek is trying to push for a move in January already. So, I mean, this could be the last that we see of him. Um, but yeah, I think after the you saw the the lineup, it wasn't great. But hey, I think. Some like my man Marshall's out of the gulag, man. He's he's got a goal. It wasn't his best performance by any stretch, but I mean, I I don't even know if I still would say that I want him to be exactly in the team or I'm I want to ship him out. I mean, I like Marshall, but I think he's been way past it for a while, and so with all the kind of attacking talents that we have, I think he's really fallen down the pecking order, which surprises me that he got a start. Um, but okay, credit, he got the goal and we went in 1-0 up, but I mean, Everton, I think always dangerous. And one thing that I, I've never, I'm, I'm not too confident about is, um, the form of, uh, Juan Bissaka. This season, he's a little bit hot and cold for me, which is not, not great. Uh, and you can kind of see it in the fact that when Everton got their equalizer, we were quite open at the back. I mean, it's probably down to the fact that Fred can't tackle 
and but that and but we that's were, his and job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like he's just, I mean, <laughs> I mean, his job is so many things. Which he, he just doesn't has do. to be there. He just has <laughs> Why to show he even up in the for team? like the match, and then you know that's it. I think what was great was I mean hearing the discussion just now about the the great um CDMs that City have had. I think that's where United have kind of lacked ever since um we we I mean ever since the era of Ferguson where we had someone like Darren Fletcher mm. to to be like the clean up man in the midfield. Um, I mean, we always had had creative ball playing midfielders like um Carrick and Scholes, but then you had someone like Fletcher who would do the dirty work of checking back and doing all the hard tackling and the man marking. Uh, which I think maybe we saw a glimpse of it in Ander Herrera, but once we moved on from that that era and we we entered the Ole era, we've we've just never had that. And, and I mean, the fan base has been screaming out for a CDM. I mean, we didn't even ask for Ronaldo. We were like. CDM, get us a CDM. And then we got Ronaldo. And I guess not a bad thing, but the problem is not solved and you can see it now. Um, and that's probably why we are so open uh, doing counterattacks as well. Um, yeah. But I mean, we have to talk about uh, Townsend's celebration, guys. I, I, I still can't believe he had the cheek to ask Ronaldo for his jersey. It I don't know what's respect, more surprising him, him going to Ronaldo Or Ronaldo That's the weirdest the thing Isn't it I, There's so much about that That confuses me Respect It just player It, to player it looked respect. like Complete disrespect though oh, When he uh, did it, the I mean yes oh, 100% man. dude I, if I if I would just would have went with the shithousery Just do a Mopé or a Vardy man Like just Who cares Yeah he didn't yeah, He didn't own it He he probably did it <laughs> yeah. And realised like, Oh shit like why have I done yeah, shit like I'm gonna get like annihilated or something yeah. the fair play to Townsend though, 10 out of 10 he looks yeah. a, he's looked a changed man since uh, he's joined Everton Rafa Benitez does it again class manager turning like Gets coal it, into uh, diamonds actually Rafa's done I mean we don't have Everton fans here but just to, t- to mention their team I think he's gotten the best out of some of their players like Demar Gray is a real talent the guy really can Ooh. run, man. The Murray Gray. I mean, the I've I've liked him even <laughs> since he was at Leicester. The better I mean, Sancho. Ooh. Ooh. I mean, Ooh. Sancho had a not too bad game. He missed a, a chance at the end to be like the hero. Uh, you saw it like I think it was probably in the last ten minutes. Uh, Ronaldo Wait, to, does a back heel. Just to sidetrack a bit, so Sancho got dropped off this international for Gray, right? Wait, what he did? Oh, I haven't seen. I haven't seen the. I no, no, like, no. He's that's going, like right? some FKB no, shit into I just life. saw like the 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 list of the United players who are going, and Sancho's one of them. It's it's Bissaka who yeah, isn't yeah. going, uh, and I think it's great that you actually mentioned one Bissaka because if he can't get into the England setup without Trent and Reese James, right? Not to say England's the end all be all, but it just does kind of show that perhaps he's not quite at the level expected of him. Wait, so who is going in place of Rhys James and Trent? I know Trippier and the last I in. Um, the last I saw Rhys James is Ben Godfrey. There as no. right back? I think really? he might have gotten called up. I, I mean, if it's Walker and Trippier, I think that's alright mm. already. Those yeah, two are quite reliable. Yeah, that's Southgate, true. Southgate likes his right backs. I, mean, I think it is Godfrey because he can play both right and centre. I think I think Southgate's favourite is Ben Hoyt <laughs> no, <laughs> what? But but honestly, right back to the United uh, Everton game, I felt that Von Bissaka was your best player in that game. Honestly, he he's like, he's gotten better in his crossing. Actually, mm-hmm. that's not bad. His offensive yeah, and, work and is his, better, and his forward one for, forward runs as well. I mean, we're gonna talk about the okay. I don't know why he didn't clatter the Marie Gray. You know when when Fred totally got just didn't. To the stands, it's, a, un, it's a lack of understanding of the danger. Or that's why I feel he wasn't ready to take the yellow card. No, no. But the thing is that he he should. He's not like a young player. You know, he's been playing in the Premier League. I know he's young, but he's been like playing in the Premier League for quite a while already. Like, isn't this his third or fourth year? Thing is, it's yeah, just fourth, including the yeah, one. But I think at it's Palace. a it's like yeah. a mentality should, thing, right? There yeah, are some players who, just, like Matic yeah. would have. If it was Matic, we have just grabbed him with his yeah, hands. Yeah, Matic would have him just the gotten the yellow card. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's correct. Fabinho would have stolen some of them his shirt. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Some of these players, like they know when the guy is running past them, like just pull him down no matter what. Don't let him run on. Especially mm. when, when they're pacey, and you could see if you if you had just looked across that there were two Everton players running at you, and it was just Lindelof. 
the core behind. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, just just take it. Take take the yellow and then regroup. Sorry, sidetrack, sidetrack, guys. Yeah. So it's Reese James is actually in the list, but he's injured. Like how? <laughs> he didn't even make the match day squad. Maybe he's oh, that yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> he's just right. that good, right? Or, or maybe I um, am Gareth Southgate of Singapore. Like you know, I've been sending Gareth Southgate. Connor Texas. Cody, Reese James, Southgate, <laughs> Mings, Shaw, Stones, Tamori, Trippier, Walker. It's not too bad. I mean, okay, like like the Everton game, we knew it was gonna be tricky, but we all know United's daunting run of fixtures. Um, I, I mean, I've asked you this question like the last two weeks, Nate. But after the last two performances, um, was it five points dropped at home? Are you kind of now looking forward to more away comforts because you guys do have an excellent record away from home? Is it maybe a, is it maybe kind of comforting that you guys are stepping away from? Perhaps more pressure at Old Trafford? Um, I actually don't think it's much of a venue issue as much as it is just tactics. You know, so I mean that's where Ole comes back into into the fold. Um next match is against Leicester. Always tricky. But um and then after that, I mean we have the Derby against Liverpool, then we have Spurs and then the Derby against City. So not easy matches on paper, but I think like like I mentioned before it, when United come up against bigger teams, they're kind of more psyched up for it. So I am looking forward to those matches and I am not too afraid, actually, to be honest. Um, I think we play better on the counter anyway. So ideally against a team like Leicester who are quite open, they don't tend to sit too deep either. It could be an open game. Uh, Liverpool as well. Um, so I think, yeah, I mean, playing at Old Trafford actually is, is good. Um, but yeah, our way from has been better. So... That may help, but just for the next game. So, I mean, it's it's tough. Right now, I mean, the, I think the biggest factor everyone is talking about is Ole out. And I haven't yet decided which side of the fence I'm on. I'm still not really gonna... I'm gonna at least give him till January and see where we stand by then. If if, if he's... If we're, like, out of the top four by then, I think, you know, it's quite clear that we uh, need Nathan, someone different. I think all of us here are Ole in, but all for different reasons. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what you're. <laughs> I'm just there for the memes, man. Just vibes. Hey, speaking about memes, right? Like, did you? Oh, we're gonna talk about that one. Yeah, you know, the, yeah. The the, smile. The, the, when the camera panned to Ole, right, and he gave the thumbs up at the 94th minute, I know that you know things could be taken out of context. You know, he could, like, the, the but the narrative, right? It's that Ole is happy with the draw at Old Trafford. I don't think he is, but it's not the yeah. first time that's happened. He's kind of made a had a knack for like you know being overly chirpy at poor results especially in like press mm. conferences I think so that must have surely it. annoyed a lot of United fans I think that's just him because if you all remember Chelsea's Avram Grant he was just unhappy whether they won or true. lost face issue I'm it's pretty sure just, Avram Grant was like a robot <laughs> I swear he was I'm like some character of like, like Android or something. or something like that yeah, dude. Dude looks like death, man. It's just yeah, a personality. Agree, but, but speaking of, of Evan Grant, that's a good sidetrack, man. We can... Wait, uh, that's, that's a sentence I never thought I'd hear <laughs> in my life. But you could talk about on. WhatsApp. You picked my interest. <laughs> nah, we're gonna... Sorry, not sidetrack, but segue to... Chelsea? Uh, well, that's still not? a really <laughs> weird <Yeah>. segue. <laughs> I just thought... I mean, he almost was yeah, a UCL he almost was, Chelsea, guys. So. Respect. I, I, I'll allow it. <laughs> I'll allow it. <laughs> So I yeah, Chelsea, the only team that managed to get the W over you scrubs. Top of the Oh league. shit, was it? Was it? Yeah. Oh no, Spurs also, man. Come on, beating Southampton. You guys like, didn't beat Southampton, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, Nate, Nate, City Nate, draw Nate, Southampton. <laughs> hey, hey, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> uh, United are shambles one. compared to Chelsea. Chelsea are favourites. No, dude. Come on. <laughs> it, didn't look, it didn't look that way though, to be fair. Mm, and I think that's yeah. where we can get started on the Chelsea topic. They they were not really at the races um, despite going uh, one nil up, uh, we, we'll, we'll talk about the disallowed goal. Fortunately, it didn't play too much of a part in the overall result, but um, how kind of happy were you with the performance? Uh, I, I think... Um, let's say yeah, first half. Actually, the second goal really mattered because at 2-0, at when Southampton mm. are 2-0 down, they're like, okay, that's it. We're just gonna... You know, it's just damage limitation. But going in at half time at 1-0 down... You know, the away teams were, like, the thought in my head was, like, 
Southampton, yeah, although they've been pretty outplayed in the first half, all they need is just one chance. You know. Yep. One which, penalty, which was yeah, exactly just, what happened. Oh, but I was extremely livid, you know, when that Werner goal was disallowed. Because it was I, yeah. I don't understand, you know, why the play had to be brought back seventeen seconds like like after the goal was scored. Like it doesn't make sense, okay? Like for those who didn't watch the match, right? It's is football not a contact sport anymore? It's just like the how Walker Peters, you know, just fell. It's like it's just okay. It might be a form of bias perspective, but I feel that he went down too easily. Like, like Aspi just touched him and he he fell. But it, I don't think Walker even complained. I don't think he complained at all. But I don't know who. I don't know why um Mike Dean, you know the the VAR referee, decided to bring playback so far backwards after Werner scored the goal and it's typical Timo Werner man like basically sums up his Chelsea career like he scores a goal and then he gets ruled out for offside or he gets ruled out because you know there was a possible foul play in a build up and just a just a fun stat you know Werner for Chelsea has had 16 goals ruled out for either offside or you know for fouls in the build up play like 16 goals man that's that's insane. But what is that? That that should say more about Werner, though. Nah, dude. Like stay on site, uh, fam. <laughs> just just stay on site. I, right? I don't even just think simple. the foul is the the question. Like we can debate whether it was a foul or not. I thought it was very soft, but yes, I I would give it as a foul. But my nah, my dude. problem with that uh-huh. is that I agree. It's the, the the phases of play aren't even connected. It was Dude, like it's a whole 17, 17 seconds. seconds like a, it's mad, it's, yeah. It's eons ago in a football game, <laughs> yeah. and yeah, I, I, as I'm completely in agreement that you you should have been livid for that, and mm-hmm. that's actually a point that Sash wanted to bring up. It's something very similar which happened in the Wolves Newcastle, Newcastle game, correct? Yeah, why yeah, don't you so, talk us through that? Yeah, so what happened in in that game was um I think Jose Sa got fouled by. He got absolutely collected by a, a a Newcastle player to the point where he was like flat out on the floor. Oh yeah, and yeah. Yeah, he was holding his, his shoulder or something because he was huge discomfort. But the referee didn't the referee decided to carry the game on and you know, Newcastle were in possession of the ball. And I think Jose Sar decided to be a trooper, you know, he, he decided to get up but and decided to run, you know, to actually protect his goal. But it was at the point of time where Jeff Hendrick actually already had a shot on goal and you know it, it just yeah, so it happened to, to went the other yeah, to go the other way. So I was thinking to myself, like, wait, Surely if this, this is gonna goal, get ruled out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean like there was an actual foul in mm. the build up play. So why isn't like surely this goal is gonna be ruled out for, you know, uh you know, uh malicious malicious intent, you know, in the build up play. But no, it was given as a goal, and I'm like, wait, so what's the difference between, you know, the the disallowed goal uh, that Werner scored and this Jeff Hendrick goal that was given as a legit goal. So, my main gripe with VAR right is that it's it's still consistent, not consistent. Yeah, yeah, like which was the main gripe that we had last season. Like, I VAR mean, how is, if you want to go back to the the Liverpool game, you could have uh-huh. done a review on uh, Milner's foul on Bernardo, and you know, Bob Prowse's foul on Jorginho, right? Mm. Yeah, and and it's it's the refereeing in in that game was so damn poor. I'm like super happy to get three points from the game because after Chilwell fought Livramento and Ward Prowse buried that penalty, right? And there was this uh challenge that Ward Prowse had on Georgie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he and went I was, for VAR, no? Yeah, like, no, but like, the referee decided to award uh, Ward Prowse with the a yellow, yellow card. card. And when yeah. I saw that, yeah, I was like, yeah. how, how is that a yellow card? If that was Granite Jaka, right, it would have been a red. Hey, no questions asked. hey. <laughs> I mean, you know it's true. Uh. Sometimes referees, yeah, they true, play... Instead of playing the actual occasion, they play, like... They look at who's the offender before they brandish out, like, a punishment. Which was which was a good thing that, you know, the the one good thing that the whoever was in the VAR room, he actually asked uh, the referee to come forward and actually to review it before the yellow card was uh, I mean, being changed to red card. I mean, it's still the question, right? Like, who, who... Like, should the referee be reaching it? the VAR uh, VAR straight or like is the VAR no, but, the but person in the VAR but room to what, yeah but according to what I read right was the the guy who was in charge of VAR told the referee that it was a red card but the referee wasn't really sure about it so he asked the ref so instead of 
listening to whatever the referee on VAR was talk was saying, he actually had to come over and check himself. Yeah, so yeah, that fair, shows fair. that. Yeah, that shows that you know, even though VAR is in place, like it's there's still a lot of things to iron out, like in terms of the quality of refereeing. Mm. Yeah, mm. I must say mm. it is better than last season by a mile. Yeah, but it way still better, has a like, lot of. It's like it feels like it's still in the beta phase. Yeah, but a few, a few chinks. Yeah, to iron out. no, I do. I, I do feel that this season. Yeah, like what you guys mentioned. I think it's like, it's not as bad. Like I remember last season, like into like three games and we were already like shitting on VAR. Like I mean, if we wind back like forty episodes ago, we'll be like saying like, like I I think we're saying how fraudulent VAR. I think VAR is. made it to the first ever fraud watch. So that says a lot about. What we, what our opinions were on VR? Um, yeah. I actually wanted to ask this to like all of you guys. I noticed recently a lot of VR decisions, right? They've been using freeze frames. Like they don't really play the whole clip; they just kind of pause at one particular like moment, like usually at the point of contact. Do you guys? Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Do you feel it kind of uh, makes challenges look worse than they are, or do you think that that's essentially what VR is supposed to do? Like just kind of pinpoint a certain aspect in the whole phase of play. Yeah, for me I think it's pretty subjective on who the ref who is refereeing the match at the point of time because sometimes slowing down a challenge makes it makes it look worse than it actually is. Uh but to me I, I think I, I think the slowing down is fine. I think the freeze frame thing they have to I think they have to extend it to maybe like ten seconds. Like from from the build up to the point of contact, because, like, what watching still images on a screen sometimes, kind of, gives you a inaccurate idea on you know the intent. Yeah, I'm really on that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I think that's the yeah the build up. I right. Can, like, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I best way that. I can I can phrase it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that's my thoughts on it. How about how about you guys? Yeah, not in favor of it. Um, I think there. Which game was it? I can't remember. There was this one where I think the freeze frame was really bad. Like, um, and and one of the managers was really complaining. I don't know if y'all remember. It was happened. It happened really recently. Um, and I think it doesn't show, um, just how bad the contact is, because when you freeze it and then you you freeze it exactly where the contact is, you'll be like, oh, there's contact. Let's give it. But then if you if you actually see that maybe the they are like moving together and it could be more of like falling together like, like and the then follow through right it the may not be right, right? Yeah. exactly oh wasn't it the the Chelsea's oh was it the Chelsea's game I think it was I think it was Tuko who kept saying why are they only showing the freeze frame oh, and the, not showing the, the Thiago Silva challenge right where he, he wanted yeah to I think yeah. it was the Thiago Silva mm-hmm. challenge yeah yeah I mean on that note it 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 wouldn't really hurt them to just yeah like Sasha that's a good point just play back 10 seconds and play at speed, you know, don't play at half speed. Because like he's saying, half speed also looks really bad. Like sometimes it looks a lot worse. And I mean, players make a meal out of it, right? They get hit and then suddenly they are throwing their head back and screaming. But if you look at it in full speed, you're just like, actually, that's not a lot of contact. Yes, it, but football is a contact sport. So if you go in for a tackle, you're bound to clatter, especially if it's 50-50. Um, usually they give favor to the one who reaches the ball first. But at the same time, I mean, sometimes if both get injured, then... You know, you you can't really give one, a yellow to the other. I would feel so. Um, I think it's uh, you just play at speed. Let let the ref go over and decide. Maybe if someone look like they're going in with intent, just to harm the other player. You know, I'm gonna end in here by saying that. Um, I feel that you know, with all these like wrong calls, right? It's gonna be negative reinspo- reinforcement for like foul foul behavior, la, In the sense that you know, players like for example, right. If I if you bring you back to the city game, you know players like Foden, right? They actually just want to, you know, if you're gonna foul me, then I'm gonna continue with the play and try to score. So you know, you know, if this is gonna continue, right? I I think it's gonna affect the players psychologically. Where you know, the moment I get uh, contacted, okay, I'm gonna fall down in the most uh, drastic manner as possible. Yeah, mm. as in I'm not gonna call out players, but <laughs> Neymar. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> if, if, if you're gonna see, if you're, I I mean, if you're gonna see a Premier League full of players, they are just gonna just. At at the at the lightest touch, at the slightest touch, you're gonna fall down. it's gonna be quite frustrating, especially as a spectator, not just at home but on the ground. Dude, yeah, like like the Brentford versus West Ham game, like that's like, I I know Brentford won, but 
straight after they scored the goal in somewhat ne- somewhat in the early twenty something minutes, right? Like from thirty minutes onward onwards, right? They kept time wasting. They're like every They've done yeah, that dude, a few like, times, it's man. It's not good for the game, man. Like every foul they like dude, the theatrics are off the dude, roof. When, like I was feeling so vexed. Like even the goal kicks that they were taking from uh like Raya was gonna take. They it, he took like I swear he took like thirty seconds for each goal kick. It was not, it's not football, man. I know there's like dark arts yeah, and all that, but yeah. that is just ridiculous. <laughs> I swear, if if Mo did that in the Chelsea, like oh he did, Chelsea he did it game. in the, the yeah right? G, the famous Slippy G. Uh, yeah, yeah, the, that was that. the <laughs> most frustrating <laughs> game of all. I remember that shit. The, you guys took like minutes to take a throw in. Yeah, I agree. Um, I don't like it, but. Tactics, man. If if teams like Brentford aren't getting punished, like uh, in terms of like you know conceding, they're gonna keep doing it because it works. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think refs have to do a better job at like you know time management because I notice uh, a lot of time wasting that happens in added time doesn't get added on. Yeah, no, it doesn't. Yep, yep. Which is it just blows my really, mind. Really, like, really. Okay, why can't you do like a four plus minutes plus another two? But foggy time. Um, that's, yeah, that's exactly. Foggy time. Foggy yeah. time. Um, so on that note We've talked about Most of the big games uh, We'll give Arsenal A bit of a rest this week Because um, They were You know Brought back down to earth A little bit But still shit. kept a clean sheet um, Which is a step in the right direction Spurs won But you know No one really cares about that um, Kane still didn't score So yeah <laughs> Oh yeah Kane didn't score But uh, I thought he played a bit better It's Obviously not where we expect him to be But He's showing signs of life. I mean, realizing that his dream move to City was on ice for a while. But I mean, um, I know we're gonna talk about the two Korean guys. Uh, shall we get started with Son? Because sure, I think yeah. I think he played really well. Um, I just watched a couple uh, a while, and I was like, I think he really, he seemed to have the king effect. Last He's now season. supposed you know, to. It was just. Yeah. yeah, it was that guy that like led the line and like uh it was his dribbles and I mean it's still sick man, like all the things that he set up, um it was all good. Uh that pick up pass to Hoiberg as well. Uh it was great. The pass to Mora. It it was slick movement and quick passes. Very very good play by Son. Yeah, and I mean signing him to the extended deal seems like a like a master stroke right now, right? We were talking about this I think uh, maybe five or ten episodes back about how it didn't seem like many other clubs were sniffing around for Son and Son was getting a bit of criticism for his perceived lack of ambition but um, it's it's kind of paying off for both player and club because they just seem like a good fit right now fortunately for Spurs because they really couldn't afford to have Kane and Son both uh, off yeah, form at the sure. same time yeah. Agreed, agreed um, and the other Korean player we want to bring up who lit up the Premier League this weekend, um, also from that dodgy Wolves Newcastle game, uh, Huang Hee Chan, you know, uh, from Red Bull Salzburg, then to Red Bull Leipzig, you know, had a bit of a mixed bag last season. But um, many Wolves fans, I think, were excited when they announced his, his signing. I think it was actually announced during the Wolves Man United game. Wait, wait, just and to a little, a little um, segue out of topic, but do you think that? You know, he chan he looks a little bit... I mean, he shares the same facial features as uh, this particular actor from Squid Game. Yeah, I mean, you guys, did you guys watch Squid what? Game? The, uh, yeah, I did. The, which, the, which actor? The police. The, the guy... Uh, the guy uh, a little bit. Uh, a bit lah, okay, uh, a, a bit, but... You gotta be... We'll put it to a vote <laughs> and see what people say. You Wait, and, when, most, and when like, the... You know, the main character, the Ji-hoon, when he, when he smiles, yeah. right? He looks a bit like... Whoa, 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 whoa. Spot... <laughs> oh, okay. I thought we're going like spoilers or like something. <laughs> like, Can you please? Yeah, your your assignment is to put up two side by sides. <laughs> okay, okay, fine, I'll do it. But yeah, back Done. to back to the football. Yeah, he chance finishing is elite, man. Like, elite. left They're foot, right foot. Great. Yeah, yeah, like like you know yeah. how much we've been raving about Son's finishing capabilities. Like he chance is just as good. Like I know it's early days and it's against Newcastle, but I know he, a special player, man. Like a- a- flying the Asian flag, right? yeah. Intelligent, yeah. It's always it's always good when um yeah, obviously someone yeah, flies the flag. Yeah, you can see a slow budding you know partnership between Jimenez and and Son. Eh, sorry, Jimenez and and Hee Chan. 
You mean Huang. Huang? <laughs> kind of a little bit like the Kane and Son, you know, Kane assisting Son with 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 the goals and all that. Just a little something to take note of, you know, in the future. Like if you guys like watching Wolves, uh, I think like th- these two are are players that you should watch out for. Mm. That means Agreed. like in the upcoming uh World Cup qualifiers or the World Cup itself, right? You're gonna see the partnership of Son and He Chan. That would be really exciting, yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah. Like the two yeah. kind of supporting one yeah, another. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even in the internationals, oh no, wait. World Cup qualifiers, right? This this weekend. I mean if you are into like South Korean football, yeah. He Chan and Son, man. Pacey wants <laughs> to watch. And I'm sure everyone on FPL is gonna be clamoring to get him on that five point five. A little plug to join our oh, FPL nice. league if you haven't already. What are you waiting for, man? It's game week seven, like you're you're getting left behind, but um yeah I thought I thought uh it's nice that we gave a little shout out to um those two players but uh without further ado let's dive into our favorite segment and of course this Lionel's debut on Fraud Watch um I mean not his debut on Fraud Watch <laughs> his debut putting someone in the gulag um so I'm sure you know how Fraud Watch works my man why don't you get the ball rolling if you have I'm sure you have someone from the City Liverpool game to nominate. So, to to be honest, I I I have a I have another direction. I mm. have another. I have someone else that I would like to you know, specifically point out because the performance that you know I saw. In the uh, what was it called? The Community Shield against Leicester, and then as compared to now, it is totally a hundred and eighty degrees, change. It's so much difference. And uh, you want to venture a guess who he is? He's a player from wow. S- Leicester. Is it is it Soy Boy? Yes, <laughs> that's right. To 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 be honest, you know when I when I watched the City against uh Leicester, right? I felt that wow, Soyun Chu was amazing. Like he was he was really filling in for the injured uh John John Johnny Evans, and then when the Premier League started right until this point, you know. Leicester looked super poor at the back. I think the only time that they, they didn't concede and kept a clean sheet was against Wolves at the very start of the season. 1-0. And, and, mm. and to me, I felt that Sonny Chu always has these little moments and it's quite similar to, to, to Benjamin Mendy as in I, I don't want to oh. you know, uh, crucify him but he has these little moments whereby he just shuts off and then th- those are the crucial moments where you know the opposition starts to just go into the box and then take a shot, make the pass and then is at a crucial moments where he just zones out, and to me, I would like to nominate him. And like, we you gotta keep a watchful eye over him and Leicester for the next few games. I think he's a return entry in the front watch. We have uh, I forgot who it was. It might have been BK or Sash who nominated Soyuncu a while back. But how how was his performance against uh, Crystal Palace yesterday? I didn't watch that game. Oh, he was the weak link, man. <laughs> he was the weak link. Yeah, he was Damn. the weak link. Mm-hmm. They miss Fofana, dude. My guy. I think, uh, yeah, I, yeah. Carrying them on his back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and, and oddly, right, like, when I, I thought, like, you know, Johnny Evans, maybe he has come of age, but he looks like the main centre-back commanding the rest of, like, herding his sheep, his defenders, and telling them what to do. And without them, you know, like, people like Soyun Chu look so lost. Right. Yeah, and, and he's not even stepping up. And, and that's why, to me, he he he's the guy that I'm. You know, we gotta really scrutinize him and and see how he plays in the I next couple he, of months. I think he left his soul at the Euros, man. Like after Turkey got absolutely demolished, he's not the same player that he was like a few seasons ago. But yeah, that's a maybe he was also punching above his weight. I don't know, but, but yeah, I, mean, I think he set his standards so high in his debut yeah. season that yeah, you know, like right now it could, could possibly be, you know like the whole Sterling thing. Like he was punching way above his weight, and now that he, he's like now that he's slowly coming down to earth and we're actually seeing him for what he really is. Uh. Yeah, that's why he's on Fraud Watch. Absolutely perfect candidate. Uh mm-hmm. so a quick uh, mention on that point. I think it could be, I mean I'm just speculating, right? That he may not have formed a very good partnership with Johnny Evans because the most of last season he was playing with Wesley Fofana, who has been out injured for I think most of this season since that uh really dreadful injury. And Fofana was having a really good season himself. So the partnership between them two were, was decent. I think without that, maybe... Uh, we never know when you switch your 
uh, we've seen it happen with with Liverpool as well. When you switch the 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 two at the back around too much, it can cause a bit of disruption. You don't really know who's leading, who should go in front, who should be the the rock at the back. And I think perhaps that has unsettled him. But yeah, he's definitely not the same as he was last season. So yeah, but just shot. to argue yeah. a little bit with that point, but he is. I I know all the centre backs are right now being are like cropped, but shouldn't you? you know, sort of take up a little bit more responsibility as, you know, a, a, a leader in that defence because it's not like you're a newcomer. You've actually, you're actually experienced in the Premier League right now and yeah, I know that Vestergaard's a newcomer and he has Premier League experience but you being the senior figurehead in, in that defence, you should take a little bit more responsibility, man. But yeah, I mean, he's one to watch. Uh. It's good news yeah, for United because <laughs> they're playing against them next <laughs> Yeah, so I th- I think I'll just go with with my nominee. I think it's gonna I'm just gonna put VAR back in the mix. Uh, like I, just absolute fraudulence. Like I, <laughs> you know I wouldn't be surprised if like VAR rears its fraudulent hit again. Uh, after the internationals, because you know the the way, I think I'm just gonna throw the referees in as well. Uh, like the the level of refereeing in England, right? I know, it's been said, on and on again, but it's pretty damn poor, man. Like. If you're gonna have VAR, and you're not gonna use VAR to its, you know, to its, like, f- the reason why why it was set up in the first place, right? Then why why have it? It's totally moot, man. Uh, I'm just incredibly vexed about VAR. I yeah. I, I feel <laughs> you. I feel you. Yeah. So VAR and yeah, it didn't and, cost you guys any points. Yeah. Yeah. So VAR and whoever was refereeing in that Chelsea Southampton match, you're you're on for a watch, man. I'm gonna like Google. Who was officiating just to further scrutinize <laughs> them whenever they Ma- Martin at Ma- is it was it him? My yeah. wait yeah it was or them he's kind of <laughs> sus. <laughs> what about UBK? Who you got? Uh, I'm throwing um the Watford management and board. <laughs> oh yes! Oh my god! Oh, totally forgot. Oh right! <laughs> like First who casualty. hires a guy and like just sack him? Watford. Exactly. That's bad. It wasn't yeah, dude, even it's that the history bad. of the Watford. This, man. this is a club that sacked their manager two with two games left to go in the Premier League and they still like, and they got relegated. Like bro, it's not even that bad, man. The the results yeah, like Watford yeah. has been having. They're not even bottom of the table, or well, I'm not sure now, but like, nah, it's nah, like I mean, they are not great, but they're also far from the worst team in the league. I mean, they could have like Norwich results, and like, it, it, I mean, I get it, and like, Norwich is still sticking with their guns, dude. They are at 15, they're not even at like 20th. I don't know, man. They're yeah, that's a great <laughs> shout. Watford, Watford's board is high on fraud watches, I don't understand, and like. I love Claudio Ranieri, man. I hope he doesn't go to that shit show. I think he, I think he already signed up, hey, dude. For the money. He already signed up to the Count Fiesta. <sighs> God damn it. Another one. It's really... <laughs> the, the club is... I couldn't believe it eh, when BK said it. <laughs> I was like, where does this come from? <laughs> this is ridiculous, dude. I could have sworn that uh, uh, Steve Bruce would be going first. I mean, the poor fella. He's, yeah. he's actually got... got a good talented squad I mean dude, but dude, Saint the Max, results man. are quite if, poor if Newcastle survive relegation St. Max should be knighted and like there should be a statue erected <laughs> of him St. Max should move St. Max should move I don't yeah, know honestly which speaking, like, like, where do you think like, St. Max will move like uh, he's clearly too big for West Newcastle Ham. oh West Ham I feel yeah, he's, like he's West an Everton Everton Leicester Leicester I can see him in Leicester outfit he'd probably be linked to United because everyone is Good shout. You could do a direct swap with like Martial or something. Yeah, I would gladly. Might save on the current form. I would gladly. Yeah. And he might sell more that, jerseys than like Martial as well. Love the guy. No, what not with Nate? Ronaldo. With Ronaldo, only Ronaldo's t-shirts get shown. What's Nate's um fraud watch? Uh, I think I have to go with the jury and let's put Ole <laughs> on fraud watch. Oh. <laughs> oh. Ooh. Because like I mean that that starting lineup man that's fraudulent. <laughs> I mean that gets that no, that's but, the but kind honestly, of stuff. Right, that I was looking at the lineup watch. and I was like, actually, that's I feel like that that was okay. Just that I I think Cavani got brought off too early. Like I just, I, I just don't get the bench. They brought like, Marcel and Cavani off right when they were looking like they were affecting mm, the game yeah. positively. 
Or at least, you know, I agree. Yeah, the, the timing of the subs was weird. Which is precisely <laughs> why Ole is on front watch. And the subs, like, didn't really impact. They made, I think I mentioned to you guys during the game, it, it slowed mm-hmm. down your Correct. play, so... Yeah, I'm, I'm on board with that one. If you think about who slows down the play, right, it is Paul Pogba sometimes, and I would have thought that the best uh, impact sub player that they had on the bench, right, was Lingard, and he didn't bring him on once, for whatever once reason. Again, Lingo, well, yeah, once again, I mean, Lingard he, should have he been He has shown in. that if he comes off the bench, he can make an impact. He's done that a couple of times already. So when they really need it against a team like Everton, mm. why? Why go with Pogba? He's not really a, a impact player off the bench. He needs time to mm. warm up, so... Mm. Yep, Ole <laughs> is on oh, the watch. Really watch. Like, I, I don't mean that sarcastically, uh, but... <laughs> it hurts, it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sticking with the United-Everton game, but uh, going in a bit of a slight, slightly different direction. Um, I wanted to nominate Pogba for the <laughs> hair, because it was shocking, but... I'm going to have to nominate... I'm nominating Andros Townsend because yes, but why scene. would you like do the most shit house <laughs> celebration why and not then you pussy out and, and say like oh man sorry dude sorry I totally trolled you but you're my idol like you don't do that that's just <laughs> the whole thing just reeks of fraudulence like yeah I bet Ronaldo didn't even give him the shirt I bet that's just the shirt a replica right <laughs> and he was like flexing <laughs> it yeah <laughs> But uh, yeah, I, I, I didn't like that. I thought if you want to be, um, if you want to take the piss, do it 100%. Vardy style. You know. Yeah, exactly. Like, like that's what, you know, FKB is about. That We love to see that kind of stuff. But if you go around and say, hey man, hands up, you know, you're my idol. Sorry, I, I'm just not buying that. Yeah, man. Yeah, just Vardy or Mopé. Yeah, just just up. go through with it, man. Mope is another guy who met his idol. Uh. He he spoke to Henri and was like, he was gushing over Henri. Yeah, yeah, man. It was so weird. It was so different. It was so different. Yeah, but to be fair, he almost did score. So yeah. Oh. Mm. He he said in anyways like he said to Henri like, please don't be angry at me if I score. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, I think um, I think that's it. Uh. Yeah, man. Great, another great app. About uh, hour ten minutes in. Uh, shame that it's international next But we week. have a good episode hey, But with, with that Yeah exactly Despite the lack of family action We have an interesting topic um, And mm-hmm, it's gonna mm-hmm. center around The fraudulence going on in The Camp Nou um, The clown fiesta Fraudsalona That has been taking La Liga by storm um, Yeah we can't wait to dig into Barcelona next week And I think a lot of um, much like how United destroyed our childhoods, Barcelona destroyed our teenage years because yeah, they dude, were just that, that club broke everybody. Me, man. Screw them, man. I, mean, I, I hope this goes on for like <laughs> 10 seasons. Pay, payback's a bitch, yeah. Um, but uh, before signing out, I want to thank Lionel for, for coming on the pod. You know, great, great to have a, a city voice um, and a very polite one at that. I was expecting a bit more um fire know, it's, it's just his first episode it's just his first episode but like, he needs to get in before he can like start he conducted himself very very um uh, admirably so glad to have you on the show we'll definitely have you again on future apps man yeah thanks for having me man yeah maybe yeah. Th- maybe sometime in the future I'll, I'll, Co- I will definitely wear my heart more on my sleeve <laughs> but for Love now it. you know I'm Love gonna to I'm gonna be yeah I'm gonna be more you know <laughs> Continue to, to troll that Liverpool fan. We need that kind of um, energy. Banter. We need yeah. that full kit banter. We need that kind of energy in this country. But yeah, um, we're just going to sign off right now. Thanks everyone for listening. Don't forget to follow our socials again. I sound like a broken record, but until you guys like and subscribe, I'm going to keep harping on it. And yeah, until next week, um, enjoy the internationals, I guess. And yeah, we'll catch you in the next episode.